everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 475. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And Ichigo Gami is out. She's not feeling very well, but you can wave at her in the uh, chat room. She is modding, so behave. She don't play. And I mean that. I, I, I've seen this the paddle that she uses. She not playing. But anyway. Ari and I have Maka, uh Ari and I have Echo. How the heck do y'all have an echo when there's nothing? Everything is fine on this end. I don't understand how y'all, how there's an echo. I don't know. Yeah, that does sound a little weird. I know, because if there was an echo... There would have been an echo from the beginning, but not everybody had an echo. What the heck is going on here? What? This makes absolutely no sense. Let, 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 let me check the audio settings. Live radio and live video, boys and girls. Let's see. Alright, that's muted, so that shouldn't be picking up from that. Alright, let's mute that just to be on the safe side. Uh, let's mute that just to be on the safe side. And let's mute that just to be on the safe side. I. This is fun. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. I the recording stopped, so I had to restart it. So I can fix that in the post because I'm doing a dual recording here, so we're good. Yeah. So make sure you do that. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, don't forget to follow, watch me and Under the Pale Friday nights at nine for Grosner Brothers. It's just us trading real-life stories and talking about stuff, so come through. Crack a cold one open. Come hang out. Uh, don't think, we also want to let you know of a new uh, website called GenXGeek.com, uh, run by the amazing Doc Sakura from Orange Lounge Radio. Basically, it's geek stuff with a Gen X spin on it, so come take a look at it. Check it out. There's some awesome cosplay articles up, and I think she'll be... Uh, guest on the show coming up, so we just gotta time time everything together to make it work. And we're gonna have Dark Soccer on. Yeah, I just don't know when. Yay! I figured somebody would be happy besides me about that. <laughs> yeah, she yeah she she mentioned it to me a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, I can advertise, you know, help you out, you know, cross promotion. That would be great. We just gotta set up a, a good time for that. So, 
Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, I was also a guest on a podcast called Films with Finn. Uh, basically, we we, were, we talked about um, one of our favorite anime films, and basically, I don't really have one, but there I could say that if I were to put in Batman Ninja, I have no problems watching that at least once a month. And we went into detail about how what I enjoyed about that film. She talks about how much she enjoys um, Perfect Blue. Uh, that was the episode we recorded on Monday. It should be up later this week, and when it is, I will link you all to it. And if you can, show her a little bit of love. You can find that information over at uh, facebook.com slash pg slash films with fit. And I will go ahead and post that in the chat, so go come through and show her a little love. So, you know. Next up is Geek Roundtable. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk more about our weekend day, like more of the geekier things we've done, and any cool geek stuff that we want to show off. Um, Ari, what's up with you for a Geek Roundtable? And I'm going to check some stuff. Um, oh, I have a, this pin that I got from a... It's a piece of Bungie merch, you know, Destiny and all that. Mm-hmm. You can see the... Uh, guardian symbol on the back there but it's part of a fundraiser and and you open up and it looks like this can you see it yes and i believe damien approves (laughs) um obviously i haven't put it on my vest yet i just got it like a day or two ago i'm like oh wow this would be pretty cool to show off i'm like that's right like are we having a show? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh... Mm-hmm. It'll eventually get put on there. And there's, you know, two pins on the back of it, so so stay on there more uh, easily. Hi, Damien. I, I think Damien is Mako-chan's Geek Roundtable show off. I have a cat. <laughs> oh, God. You gonna put him on camera? No, then I would have to adjust everything. Then he would just jump down and leave. Probably. Well, what's this other thing, then? So, um, I have a moose. (laughs) But where's Squirrel? Um, I'm actually hoping that they make one. Uh, I have a thing for plushies. We all really should know this by now. Um, so... Uh, Jared Padalecki from Supernatural has his own um, mental health uh, organization um, and it is always keep fighting. Mm -hmm. So uh, he is working with um, a company that uh, put out a bunch of stuff like my little moose here. And uh, yeah, so I'm just showing off my moose. And Damien ran away because I stopped petting him. Of course. He's not happy with me right now. What did you... Why? Because I stopped petting him. Oh, is that all? Well, we do know that he kind of owns me instead of the other way around. But that's what just pets (laughs) in general, though. Well, yeah, but he takes it to another level. Um, So 
when I turn back to actually be able to interact on my computer, mm. uh, he gets a little pissed off and jealous. Mm. Um, he has, oh, he's back. Never mind. Um, <laughs> he has, wh when I'm working from home and I'll be at the computer, he will actually sit on the bed because the bed is right behind me. He'll sit on the bed and put his paws on my shoulder and start clawing into my shoulder until I actually pay attention and pet him. Um, which is wonderful when I'm actually trying to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so if I stop petting him, I usually get claws in my shoulder. Um, but because I'm ignoring him, he just kind of ran away. He's on the other end of my bed behind a bunch of crap, so I can't even see him now. He will if he doesn't fall asleep. <laughs> Not only is he demanding, but he's also very lazy. Mm, <laughs> just like his owner. I plead the fifth. Mm -hmm. Alright, so... I'm still playing Borderlands on a weekly basis, so that's fun. Um, I have a feeling we're, we'll be doing Borderlands probably halfway into 2021 because we're like i think we're at the halfway mark in the original game and we're doing like the side quests and stuff like that and then we have to go and go through three and i think so i'm trying to i'm trying to convince my friend to um to join us on fantasy star online 2 once borderlands 3 is done because i have a feeling once we done once we're done with three there we are not going to see a four at least not until like maybe 2022. So we got to figure out something to do for our Monday night gaming. So, you know, I'm slowly trying to convince her to join, to join a bunch of us on PSO. That, that'll be fun. Plus I can probably stream that. Also, um, I always find amazing photos, like artwork and fan art online, and I always share it and so forth. It's far and few. I actually buy fan art like that. But um, there was this one girl in one of the Sailor Moon groups I'm in. She shared, she had shared these amazing um, silhouette uh, images of the Sailor Senshi. And yeah, I had to pick up Venus. I have the original one that she updated on my phone as a fan art. But let me show you the uh, the image, uh, the, the photo, the fan art that I purchased. And I'm probably going to go to Ikea and grab like a yellow or orange frame for it. What? Yep. Nice. Glad that was a nice. series of like, there was a whole series of uh, pictures like that, right? Yeah. She. Because I think they're on T-shirts and all. I don't. I don't, I don't know. These, I don't, these aren't t-shirts. These, yeah, no, that, just, I mean, these are prints, but I know what you're talking about. There are t-shirts with a kind of a similar style like that. Yeah, I have two of those shirts. But they're already wearing their Seifukus, and it's the silhouette of them in their Seifukus, so... But yeah, I could, and, I, and the funny thing is, I'm trying to figure out what I wanted to show off, and I, and I grabbed that, and I'm thinking, wait, I should show off Rarity, but I'm like, I think I did that already. 
And I'm like, let me show off my Yukina figure. I'm like, wait, I think I did that already. <laughs> I think I'm actually at that point, but it's all good. It's all right. So we're going to get into our bit of a short show tonight. Uh, we did have a last minute article change. Uh, that will be uh, changed um, on the podcast feed, and I will go back later and edit it on Facebook as well. So we're going to go ahead and kick things off. Mako-chan, what's going on with SDCC? I should probably have these articles loaded already. Whoops. Uh, yeah, so um, San Diego Comic-Con basically said, uh, we're not selling badges for 2021. Which, completely understandable. Uh, basically, uh, the organizer, uh, organizer stated, due to the continuing uncertainty of public gatherings during COVID-19, there will, no, there will be no badge sales for Comic-Con 2021. With the cancellation of Comic-Con 2020, badge holders were given the option to either receive a refund or roll over their badge for the 2021 season. For this reason, we do not believe it is possible to sell additional badges at this time. Um, so the 2021 event is scheduled for July 22nd through 25th, um, and it's basically even those people that you know, ask for a refund back. You're mm -hmm. looking at, you know, we're still stuck in a pandemic. Um, there is very little to believe that by July of next year, we'll be back to 100% capacity. Yeah. So given that, you know, capacity is going to be lessened, there's a very good chance that even with the badges that were just rolled over, that they're going to have too many. So I completely understand exactly why they ended up having to basically say, we're not selling. Screw you. Because yeah. um, <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's fair to like, all right, we're going to open up for 2021. And it's like, you've sold, I'm just throwing a number. You sold 45,000 badges. You're going to be adding another 15. It's no, Let, let's just see where it goes. And then we'll do we'll sell X amount of badges, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. this is the type of convention that even if a week before the convention they say, "Hey, we have a hundred badges left," they'll be gone. People yep. will buy them. Yep. They'll be gone in a blink of an eye. You've mm -hmm. seen how people get me mental over going to a Comic Con. Forget that. I'm, yeah. Look, so it, it's I, I, yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, as fast as those badges go, it's no different from 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 pre-ordering a PlayStation Five or an Xbox Series S or X, you know. Just like that. yeah, I mean, certain conventions you can just basically be assured that if somebody doesn't get in there and purchasing it, you know, within the ten minutes, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, um, I I mean, as crappy as it is. They're they're doing a good thing by stating now, you know, November. By the way, just to let you know, tickets are not going on sale. Don't try it. Don't mm -hmm. look for it. If you don't have one from 2020, don't even bother. My thing is, I wonder what's going on with the hotels. Because the hotels for some of these bigger conventions, San Diego Comic-Con, Dragon-Con... Mm -hmm. 
things like that. Those hotels go on, you know, they sell out the year before. Yep. So it makes me wonder if those types of things also rolled over or if people are going to be scrambling now to go, uh, hey, now I need a hotel and I've got shit. You know what? You know what I think would be a good idea? I don't really see them doing this, but if there is a confirmed that the con's going to happen and the hotel will be able to accommodate, the hotel should reach out to everybody who had a canceled reservation, send them an email and have a, a link in that email. If they still want their rooms, you click this link and you go through it. You submit your old reservation number and you get a new one. And they have that would make that, that would make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. And but you know they won't do it. True. That information is right there. And you tell them, you know, since you have everything right here, we're giving every everybody you who had a room one week to confirm their reservation. If you do not confirm in one week, those extra rooms will be allocated into an open reservation for first come, first serve. Because you can generate a like an individual secure link for each person. You can do that. Which is why I think they should have done that, you know, for the console pre-orders, but no, I guess they don't want to spend the extra time and money to do it, but you know. Of course yeah, not. Except half of those pre-orders ended up right on, you know, eBay yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. If they had done those individual links like that, it would have cut down directly on on on, the, on all those e orders being scalped. I signed up for the notifications. I never got a notification, but I was still at my computer. I kept, I had a PS, no, I had an Xbox Series X in my cart. And I was still fighting to have it shipped and then, and it got pulled. I'm just like, come the fuck on. But, you know. Yeah, well, they don't care because even if it is scalpers, they're going to get their money. I know. But, you know, I, I'll say this and I'll be real with you. I think you're a Oh, I want to say it that way. The console's coming out. There are no games on it worth buying. Why? All those games are going to be on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. The only difference is graphics and the rewrite time of, of, them, of the games. And if you're a diehard gamer or whatever... Then I can see why. If you're a casual gamer, then you, there is no need. That's why I am that not. Well, that they always inevitably ship out a, up an updated version with say a much, you know, bigger hard drive like they did with the uh, PS4. I ain't even. I'm not even worrying about that. Because I, I can tell you this now: you can buy expansion modules for the X for the Xbox Series. You can put an NVMe drive in the in the PlayStation 5. So they are they I don't see them doing updated consoles with more storage. Even if they do, you still got another way to add to the memory anyway. So I'm not even worrying about it. That's why I'm not too terribly upset about not getting one. 
Maybe I'll have one by the time my tax return rolls around. Who knows? Maybe I'm not I getting a new game system until I actually play the two games that I bought and have not played yet for my Xbox One. And what two games are that? Uh, I have yet to play Kingdom Hearts 3. And I have yet to play... Um, what else did I get that I haven't played? Devil May Cry. Ah, gotcha. And these are two series that I, you know, really follow. And I purchased the games when they first came out and have yet to play them. No, like, I, they have not even entered my gaming system. I feel you. Like, I should have been done with that Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think I'm like 10... Five to ten hours away from completing, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think so. Anywho, moving right along. Um, we've been talking about this on the show here and there, but it looks like it might just actually happen. Um, yeah. Ari, what is going on with Sony and Crunchyroll? Well, let's see. As soon as I bring it up here. Um... Nikkei says that Sony is, quote, near acquisition of Crunchyroll. Uh, Nikkei Asia reported on Friday that Sony has entered into final negotiations to acquire Crunchyroll. The website reported that Sony could end up spending more than 100 billion yen, about $957 million. Sony had reported previously they gained the exclusive right to negotiate for Crunchyroll. The technology website, The Information, reported in August that AT&T offered Crunchyroll to Sony for $1.5 billion. Mm -hmm. The information stated that Sony reportedly balked at the price, which effectively values the streaming service at about $500 per subscriber. Entertainment news source Variety then reported a few days later that AT&T had set the asking price of at least $1 billion for the sale of Crunchyroll. Variety say AT&T was shopping the company to multiple potential buyers apart from Sony. They revealed in Japan that it had 3 million subscribers and 70 million re registered users. Nice. So, wow, this is a lot of fun. I mean, starting back in 2006. Wow, is that long ago? Yeah. I, I never, you know what? I know there are people that's not happy about Sony of getting uh, Crunchyroll because of their issues on edits and stuff like that, you know, censoring and stuff. Like one of like how one of the DOA games was censored, and I mean, like I understand and I get why, but you know, it's Sony. You know, that, that's you know, I don't really see them putting heavy-handing editing anime on these networks or anything like that. But my main thing is, if it happens, please, 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 Sony, update the app. Invest money <laughs> into updating the Crunchyroll app. Please, God, please. That's... Yeah, you've been uh, on about that for a while, haven't you? Yes, because it's, it's busted. It's broken. It's, a, it's like a sad Windows 8 Metro app. Hell, there have been times I have gone in to watch anime and... Instead of watching an anime, I get a commercial. I leave out, go to the main menu to to the account login page, and I have to sit there for about a minute for it to, for it to actually realize somebody's logged into the account that I can go back and watch. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Anywho, I we'll probably know by this time next Tuesday that um. 
Sony bought, Sony took Crunchyroll, or they're like, yeah, no. And if that doesn't happen, I honestly could see Peacock picking it up, or C Viacom CBS. I could see that too, either or. So it, it could end up on Disney Plus. They no. snatched up everything else. I don't. I don't see Disney. I don't see Disney going near it. I, I really don't. No, Disney has its own channel for whatever anime it picks up. Mm -hmm. um, not that it does very well with that stuff. That's why, you know, Pokemon is no longer on Disney. Same thing with Naruto shipping in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, my thing is, didn't Sony just purchase Funimation? Yep, they, they, okay, here's the thing. And now they're gonna purchase Crunchyroll. So does this basically mean that Crunchyroll is going to be Funimation for subbing? I, I, all right, all right. This is now technically Sony owns Funimation only because they 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 dropped a ninety five percent stake into the company. Now everyone's asking about Funimation and VRV. I don't know anything about VRV and who holds that. I, I don't know, so I can't comment on that. Somebody in the chat probably will. But if I look at it this way, Aniplex is still a subsidiary that's doing its thing. Funimation is still a subsidiary doing its thing. Crunchyroll is still a subsidiary doing its thing. I don't really see them merging the two, merging all into one. I really don't see that. I, if anything, I do see them sort of like linking accounts, so you, so one account gets you to enter any other of the sites. Because remember, uh, Funimation did buy basically uh, Viz Media Europe for streaming. That we talked about. So something like that. It's sort of like how uh, one company runs um, Grubhub. Seamless and Yelp, but yet they're all three separate entities running under one company. So, um, but the thing is, they haven't linked accounts back and forth. So, you know, it is what it is. All right, so let's get back here. But before we uh get back into uh that type of we get into tonight's news. We have some breaking news that's going to benefit Mako-chan. Oh? Yes. According to ABC7 New York, New Jersey has voted for legal weed. Get your it's smoke on, girl. fucking time. <laughs> Get your smoke on, girl. <laughs> so that means no need to travel four hours. Just go across the freaking bridge. <laughs> Yeah, it's still going to take about a year, so. The groundwork is in place. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's been in place. But yeah, it, it, they're, they're predicting it'll be about a year, maybe 18 months before we actually see weed being sold. And I tell you this right now, before the, end of, up, up, before the end of 2021, it's going to be legal in New York. I'm telling you, they're going to notice the, the uptick in people traveling to Jersey to get they smoke. And the fact that in New York City, they decriminalized it. And the fact that 
if you go for a, if you apply for a job in New York City, they cannot drug test you for that. So. Well, the uh, results were overwhelmingly in favor. And Santa Berry tells us, just remember, Bergen County is mostly closed on Sunday because Bergen and the Blue Laws. Fuck Bergen County. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but liquor stores are still open. Yeah. They're not going to sell marijuana in liquor stores. That's, no, but no, maybe cheap are... ass dollars. No, no, but that's what. You, but that's what you really call a happy meal if you think about it. Uh huh. <laughs> well, no. What I'm saying is, if liquor stores can be open and marijuana is going to be treated like alcohol, then dispensaries would be open as well. Mm-hmm. Not that it matters, because it's not like you can't go to the next county over. Exactly. How do I know this? Because I went to school in Bergen County. I would just drive into New York because I was so damn close to the border. I mean, you go right across the bridge. You get off the bridge, there's a liquor store right, like two blocks off the bridge. <laughs> ah, good times. Yeah, yeah. Now we can get back into some some great news about one of my about my all-time favorite mangaka for Miko Takahashi. I, I jumped for joy when I heard about this. And I don't know why I'm getting it. There we go. I got that fixed. So what Miko Takahashi is getting, she's getting the purple ribbon. It's handed out by the Japanese government. They hand it out to Individuals who have contributed to academic and artistic developments, improvements, and accomplishments. And Rumiko Takahashi has been making manga for 40, at least 40 years. She has, yeah, she's done Yurisei Yatsura, My Koku, Mermaid Saga, Rumik Theater, Ranma One Half, One Pound Gospel, and Inuyasha. And a lot of those titles have become live-action adaptations as well, which is really cool. And she just finished, I, I, I think she's actually done with manga, I think. She just finished her last series, Renee, back in December 2017, which I believe got an anime adaptation. I may have to check that out. The four- I thought she started a new one. Did she? I don't, she might have, but I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. It's called Mao. Yeah, that that started uh back in May. Okay, I see it right here. She started a new one. She she hustling. She she working. She working. She hustling. Yeah, she's I also still love going. how her how her avatar, her little drawing of herself looks so look at look looks like a Japanese Daria. Like she, yeah. she has no fucks left to give. If you if you look at a real life picture, it's about the same. And I even think I even think Mal has been animated or something like that. I I don't know, but you know. Mm. Now there. Don't think so. Not yet. Okay. Now what's interest? Now there have been other man- uh, manga manga that's gotten this award. Uh, Shihiro Mitsuki in ninety one, Fuji Akatsuka in ninety eight. Co-founder Studio Ghibli, Isao Takada in 99, Leiji Matsumoto in 2001, 
um, Tetsuya Chiba in 2002. Uh, Ghibli's frequent collaborator Joe Hisashi in 2009. Only Yesterday singer Harumi Miyako in 2010, along with Ryohei Saigon, a mangaka from 2010. Mangaka creator Moto Haigo in 2012. Katsuhiro Otomo, 2013. Keiko Takeyama in 2014. Keiichi Hara in 2018. And Osamu Akimoto in 2019. Krypton Future Media president and virtual idol Hatsune Miku's figurative father, Hiroyuki Ito, also received a medal with Blue Ribbon in 2013. This medal is awarded to individuals who have made prosperous efforts in the areas of public welfare and education. And, and as popular as Hatsune Miku is, she was originally created for making music and synthesizing and so forth, and it just blew up from there. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. All right. Uh, now we're on to our last article. Any any takers? I'll take it. Go for it. <clears throat> uh, the Japan Actors Union, which has members that range from film stars to voice actors, held a conference on October 30 for all 2,600 members, which was later posted online. The NHA is reporting that due to, during the conference, the union reps announced that due to a negative response to a survey by the union, the union will be setting up mental health services for Japanese actors and voice actors. The survey asked members, do you want to die due to work? With about 38% of the responders saying yes. Impressed with what caused them to have these feelings, the actors said the emotions are caused by long work hours and harassment. Due to response from the, from the members, the Japan Actor Union will be setting up a, met, a method for actors and voice actors can discuss their mental health. A psychiatrist would who was participating in a conference discussed why a high percentage of actors felt this way, saying that celebrities celebrities are constantly being judged on social media and are prone to extreme stress, such as re- stress such as restrictions on food and sleep, while at the same time they're not able to talk to anyone about their problems, which could lead to suicide. Mm. So it's uh, so it's real good that these people are gonna find help, or or putting in the means for them to find help. So. Uh, that's very good for them. Yeah, definitely. Because there are a lot of these jobs that really take a lot out of you. And, you know, and I, and this is something great that they created. And I think a lot more outlets need to have something like this if there's not one already, you know. I mean, like, when I was at uh, NBC Universal, and I say was because I'm still on the furlough status, but let's be real, it's probably flipped to a termination status, whatever. But there is, they actually have an on-call nurse up on the ninth floor from like eight to five if you need anything, which is something great. This is something I don't I don't see in a lot of companies, you know. Basically, if you get sick or whatever, you have to leave and go to urgent care. Now, if you get sick, at least there's some nurse services you can go to that will check you out and try to give you something then be like, yeah, you have to, you know. Yeah, I mean, depending on the you know i should say some actors get really really into the character and depending on the role and what they're doing um even though it's not real it can still be very very harsh on their mental stability uh it's it's 
not unheard of at all and it's definitely something that should be thought about uh especially in certain roles where either it's a long-standing character and something traumatic happens or there's just a lot of um you know darkness and it's definitely something that really needs to be implemented more for everything that's dealing with uh, filming, um, you know, the voice actors included. Uh, I, I would I would go and say even those that do the voiceovers for audiobooks. Um, I, I know how I feel just reading the book. I can't see the people that actually have yep. to you know have to speak it being any less than what i you know have to deal with so go on i'm gonna stop you well no that that's basically it it just it needs to be implemented more Now that we got that out of the way, here's the part of the show that y'all really stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan. And since there's only three of us, normally we would like drop an article, but you know what? We'll do all four, because let, let's be real. We can, we can use the shenanigans right about now, right? I'll take the uh, first one. Sounds like a plan. Um, I will. I'll take the second one. I want the last one. You can have the last one. You know what? I'll, I'll take the second and third one. This should be. This should be interesting. All right, Ari, take it away. A Nagoya man was arrested for stealing piano covers from schools for reasons unknown to all. Mm. So, yeah. Well, why, obviously? This is a question on everyone's mind after police announced the arrest of Yoshitaka Mizuno, suspected of stealing at least one piano cover from a junior high school in Atsuda Ward, in Nagoya. Mizuno allegedly broke a glass window and entered a school, absconding with a large cloth Valued at about 7,000 yen, or about 60-some-odd dollars. The break-in happened in August 2015 as one of four reported thefts of piano covers at the school at the school since 2014. Police were finally able to track down the culprit and make the arrest this month. However, a subsequent search of Mizuno's apartment revealed a stash of seven piano covers, which police are currently trying to link to other burglaries. And he's admitted to the 2015 theft. Now, uh, a lot of the comments range from, there's still a lot of mysteries in this world. I want to know why. Maybe piano covers make its home look more luxurious and it grew into his habit. It's a level of perversion I can't understand. All kinds of people in the world. I haven't seen a pervert this caliber in quite some time. Why not piano covers? You know, they do different things. They do things differently in Nagoya. You know, it's understandable that many people would jump to the pervert conclusion they, because uh, Sora News 24, where the article comes from, has countless bizarre thefts from uh, 
boots covered in chicken guts, whistles and tennis rackets, and they always seem to boil down to a person enjoying some particular scent a bit too much. Even I don't want to know why. Because I... No. You could have been wearing them like blankets for all we know. I don't know. Mm. Perhaps. Yeah, this, this... this has caused more questions than answers, so I, I got nothing. Yeah, that's not even much of a va- resale value. It's crazy. But we're going to continue along with, with craziness about a high school student who has to transfer to a school 200 kilometers away. It's sort of like the aspect of when your parents told you they had to walk several miles to school with one... 15 sh- miles through this, like, up this, uphill both ways through the snow, yada, yada, yada. With one shoe and a banana. But, um... So, here's the thing. In the town of Himeji, Hyogo Prefecture, is... G.U. Gaoka High School. It was founded in 1983. It is an all-boys private school with an on-campus dorm. And for some, and it, in a way, it's different from a normal lifestyle of typical Japanese teens. But advocates say it promotes a wholesome environment, fosters teamwork, excellent communication skills, and builds camaraderie. I mean, honestly, I probably if if I probably would not have minded going to a high school that had dorms or something like that, given my house life. I, I would have been yes, please, but you know. But over the years, the enrollment numbers has just been dropping, and be, and because of the coronavirus, the pandemic, and the fact that the current academic year started in April. Only 38 new students arrived for the freshman class. Ouch. And in a typical anime sense, if you watch Love Live, what do you do? You rally the troops, you form a band to keep the school open. Did it work? Go watch and find out. They tried it twice. But, um... So what they had to do now is basically shut the school down and send the kids to different schools. So, what the, happened was the company that runs this school uh, transferred everybody to Aoyama High School. It's part of their network, so it works, which is great. But there's a problem. The Aoyama High is in the city of Su and Mie Prefecture. And. They're going to have to move 208 kilometers to this school. And that translates to 129 miles, which is roughly a three-hour drive, uh, two hours 15 if Mako's at the wheel. I can get there in about an hour and a half. All right now, Speed Racer. Now, hey, the cops can't pull over all of us. <laughs> now, the thing is, G.U. Gaioka first discussing the possibility of closing the school and having the students transfer back in June. They didn't want it to come to that, but with the numbers coming in of how many freshmen are coming to the school, 
it's just not enough to continue running the school, and the school requires full staffing of full maintenance costs for not the school but the dorm. So that's the numbers just aren't there. So maybe on the plus side that it'll be a co-ed school, something for the troubles. But let's be real, that doesn't really. Alright. We're gonna we can't monkey around on this one, so ha, ha, <laughs> ha, ha. It was cheap, what can I say? Like a lot of your jokes. Hey They're a lot better than Drew's, I tell you that. So a guy was arrested for walking around in a supermarket in a monkey mask. And you're probably wondering why. But we're going to get to the bottom of that. So basically this guy is walking around in a monkey mask. And this happened in Hokkaido Prefecture in the town of Tomakoma. Around 3 o'clock that afternoon, a concerned citizen called the police and told them that there was a person walking around a supermarket wearing a monkey mask. And they didn't mean someone who was practicing good health health citizenship by wearing a, a normal face mask with a monkey illustration. No, but a regular monkey mask. A lot of stores have policies prohibiting complete face coverings such as visor helmets for, you know, just to make sure, you know, they know who it is that somebody steals or something like that. So, when this came in, the cops went out, did a search of the area. They eventually found a 65-year-old man sitting with a bag next to him with a monkey mask on top of the bag. When they searched the bag, they found a box cutter, and the man was arrested for violating the firearm and sword control law, among other things. And under this law... This limits the size of bladed instruments that can be carried around without a specific valid purpose. The guy says he is a construction worker who had come to Tomokamai after finishing work in Sapporo, which is 65 kilometers, 40 miles north, in order to catch the ferry from the city's port. As for the box cutter, he says he used it for work a month ago and had forgotten to take it out of his bag afterwards. But it doesn't explain why he was walking around the supermarket with a monkey mask on. He wasn't drunk, but we don't know. Just so it, old and bored. Yeah. Basically, you know, it was okay to walk around with a monkey mask, but it was the box cutter that got him into trouble. And now, Gila's story. Uh, yeah, so, um... Uh, I, <laughs> this is so screwed up. It is. So, last week, in uh, Fukasaki, Hyogo Pre Prefecture, they received a report about a car parked near the entrance of the hiking trail in Nagusayama, which is a nearby mountain. The car wasn't in any sort of lot, and the owner wasn't around, but running the plates revealed that it belonged to a woman from a city about uh, 60 kilometers, 37 miles to the south 
who had been missing since October 21st. Mm. A search party was organized, which consisted of officers and a pair of search dogs. One of the animals, a two-year-old male German shepherd, uh, who is the youngest search dog in the police prefecture, began his duties in January of this year and has since participated in multiple searches. The dog is described by the force as having a calm and collected personality, but during the search, he suddenly began running at full force, causing his handler to lose his grip on the leash. The dog continued running deeper into the woods, meaning that the search party was now looking for both the missing woman and the missing dog. (laughs) Sadly, yeah, sadly, the search for the missing woman ended with her deceased body being found. The dog, meanwhile, was never seen again. Uh, With the sun setting and the darkness falling upon the mountain, the officers were forced to head back with only one of the two search dogs they'd arrived with. The police plan to continue searching for the dog, who is roughly uh, about 47 inches tall, uh, sorry, 47 inches long, with black and brown fur. It's a small residential community uh, located about two kilometers from where the dog ran off, uh, so the police have been asking local residents uh, to possibly spot the dog. Since the article's original posting, the dog has been found. Uh, It was actually found on the morning of October 27th. Uh, They found him roughly 100 meters from where he had run off, (laughs) having accidentally wrapped his leash around a try and becoming unable to move. So they were able to feed him and get him back uh, to the police station And this is the uh, first recorded incident of a dog running off during a search. And they're currently um, regarding the dog's future training and assignments. And and this is what happens when you let Ryoga Hibiki train your dogs. Okay, then. (laughs) I I just, I, I found it amusing that they were searching and then had to search for themselves. I, I'm just hearing the theme from Lassie playing in the background and hearing the kids shout Lassie and the dog is just running off somewhere. <laughs> you mean Lassie's like sitting in the back going, screw you. <laughs> no, just running off, not going towards, but just off somewhere, you know? Anywho, I I think we're done, and from what I've been reading, I I think I think things are going to be good. But we'll find out later, because 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 you know how social media is. Mm-hmm. So we're we're gonna go ahead and, and just wrap up. So if you like the show, tell a friend. The intern will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you can find our weekly podcast, our anime reviews, convention reports, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, editorials, 
and a whole lot more. And that's at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you enjoy the show and you want to check out some other episodes, we have, there's over 475 episodes you can check out. And you can find them on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, any program you use for pulling your podcast. Just search Anime Jam Session and you're good. And if you can, leave a review. We'd love to know what you think. And support us on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That way you can check out our convention videos, let, let you know when we have articles going up, when we're going live, and other cool stuff. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, it's all Anime Jam Session. And if you do want to throw us a few dollars, we'd appreciate that. Subscribe. We have a couple of subscribers uh, on, the, on the channel, and we really appreciate them. Uh, drop us a line over at Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash Anime Jam Session. Ko-Fi.com slash Anime Jam Session. Any money that we make off of this goes into making sure the tech that we use to run this to run the show and everything else stays good, keeps the site going, all that, and then some. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Uh, I, I'm just going to go to bed and hope everything's all right in the morning. Good call. This day has been too stressful. Last words, Mako-chan. I get to work from home tomorrow, and that makes me very, very happy. My last words, I'm on drink number two. Taking it slow tonight, huh? Yeah. I, I, I gotta, gotta keep it in moderation. You know, I can't, I, I'm, I'm not young like I used to be, damn it. <laughs> well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Ichigo will be with us. We're going to hang out. We're going to have a good time. That is it. So, as she says, stay safe, hydrated, and take care of yourselves, everyone. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That is it. We're out of here. See you next week. on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and BogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>